Hey guys, hope you are all well. Welcome to a brand new podcast, a brand new feature brought to you by Winter Media. Uh, this is purely down to and around all things content, so purely focusing on content creation. We have Winter Views, which is a little bit more around business, a little bit more around marketing and kind of touching on all areas of business really uh, and actually growing a business. But this content creators podcast is purely right down to the fine old art of marketing and creating content. So whether you are a business, a business owner or a marketing manager or even anybody working in uh, marketing at any level, uh, this podcast is for you. We're going to have a, a whole host of uh, content creators right from YouTube to LinkedIn, LinkedIn Instagram, uh, all those amazing platforms, uh, all those amazing content creators. The idea of this is purely to help creators create. And uh, our first guest today is Mr. Paul Milliken of Can Video. Uh, and this guy I found on uh, LinkedIn only just a few weeks ago. And so we're going to have a, a great, a great catch up around all things content, uh, providing you with all the tips and tricks and camera gear recommendations. We will probably even touch on uh, on how you can get started in the content creation game. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mr. Paul Milliken. Um, this is an interesting one because uh, I can't really do much of an introduction for Paul uh, because I literally connected with him uh, only last week, I think it was, uh, after seeing a bit of his content on LinkedIn. Some really, really good, con uh, good content, might I add, uh, and so it's why, um, I don't know why he's done it, but he's agreed after I asked him to, to come on this podcast and the idea is to share all things uh, content and, and possibly... We'll see how much we can get away with nerd out on a bit of video gear and all that sort of stuff as well. So, uh, Paul, I will let you introduce yourself to my uh, one subscriber, uh, a bit about yourself uh, and, uh, and, your, and your business, of course, as well. Absolutely. Thanks very much for that introduction, David. Um, so, yeah, my name's Paul Milliken. I own a company called Cam Videography. I say I own a company. I'm freelance and I call myself Cam Videography by trade. Uh, been <laughs> yeah. in the business uh, been in the business for about three years now, just over three years. And I specialize in professional, affordable video content for businesses and events. This is, over the last three years, it's been more uh, one-off video content for, you know, shopping channels and for independent businesses, getting promo videos out there. But I'm starting to, now that I'm creating more of my own content, I'm looking more into that market of, you know, content marketing itself, doing recurrent models for businesses and, uh, yeah, just creating content that's engaging, interesting, entertaining, all of the other superlatives you want to name. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess that's me. And I've got an unnecessarily yeah. complex uh, webinar um, vlogging <laughs> Zoom setup. I've, I've got setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, just to Paul just to delve into. Properly. Yeah, Paul yeah, does it properly, just, unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> just to delve into exactly what this looks like. I've got a Canon camera mounted on top of a Ronin stabilizer with a thing yes. going into my PC there, and then I've just got an unnecessarily high quality mic here. I've just completely <laughs> over-engineered it. All the gear, no idea Definitely is this. Definitely not. Thing. Oh, the gear, yeah, I think that's probably uh, that's probably more so suited to me, that one. It was funny because I was recording uh, a client thing, well, pretty much all week, actually, just purely on Zoom, which is an interesting one because you're charging people, you know, essentially, obviously, still for the time, but to me, I'm like, I'm charging to invite you to a Zoom meeting, press record, and then sit while, while you present. That was, that was essentially what the, uh, my, my job has been for the week. But anyways, one of the guys that was on um, talking about uh, a whole bunch of health stuff and um, was, a, was a doctor, uh, but... 
he presents on the on the BBC News. He was saying uh, or the BBC Breakfast every every other week or so. And the setup that he had when he opened it up, I just wasn't expecting it. He was the first client of the of the the, the lot of this project um, to be recorded. But exactly that, yeah, the DSLR setup all mounted in. Like the focus was just like obviously just leaps and bounds ahead of uh, ahead of any uh, webcam on a, on the top of my Mac. Uh, and he says even the even the engineer of um, of BBC had got in touch with him and gone how. Hang on a sec. How did you manage that? That looks far too good to be a, to be like a standard webcam. How how have you managed that? So you'd actually ended up sending like the Amazon links to the engineer at the uh, at BBC Breakfast on how he managed it, uh, which is uh, which is pretty impressive. Um, but yeah, I mean, I want to I want to delve into the to the gear stuff um, a, a little bit later on. We'll maybe try and provide something of, um, of of some actual value first. And so, I mean, the first thing in terms of what you are actually doing. As you say about creating engaging content, um, that promo video uh, that I saw, I think it was yesterday, uh, for the gardening thing was just absolutely insane. No, oh, thanks, man. Thank you very much. For that. Yeah, that was um, <laughs> that was that was well and truly a labour of love. So yeah, thank you very much for the uh, <laughs> for the compliment. Yeah, there. yeah. I think it took, I think, it took well, a lot of time and effort. I can I can well imagine. I can well imagine. Um, it takes me probably just as much time and effort, or probably even longer, to produce something half as good as that. So when I was watching it, like they say, that transition, I think it was 116, is, is absolutely insane. So um, if we can try and feature some of that at the end of this, that would be, uh, be quite cool. Um, yeah, it's the concrete what was your... transition. <laughs> exactly. What was, what was your journey getting into video? What made you want to get into video? Uh, was it like me and had nothing else to do? Or what, what was it? How did you end up um, here? Yeah, it's a bit of a strange and muddled path, to be honest with you. It was, um, I think, well, I graduated from uni in 2011. University, I studied music and new media technology. When I started uni, yes, mate. I'm going backwards here. When I started mm. uni, um, I did a course called Music and New Media Tech, and it was kind of a... Uh, bits and bobs, all parts of separate courses jammed together because they thought, oh, well, new media, it's, it's going to be all like a conglomerate of all these intersecting parts, which is exactly what it is today. But I think music and new media at the time, it was a bit before its time. And the music part of it added a bit of extra complexity. So we were going into studio sessions. We were then going into web design sessions, 3D modeling sessions, because new media, I mean, that's an all-encompassing term that you could you could almost describe anything as new media in this digital landscape of today. Um, so it armed me with knowledge in a bit of audio production, a bit of animation, a bit of video production, a bit of web design, graphic design, this, that, the other. I mean, I've always, I've always been into digital illustration and kind of like just messing about with pictures on Photoshop and stuff. Done that ever since I was a teenager. Um, but then halfway through this uni course, they had this video production module and I picked up a video camera and for the first time I was like, quite like this, this is all right. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so after, I, after I graduated uni, um, I picked up a video camera because I was getting into YouTube at this point as well. Like I was, I was keen to set up a channel. I never ended up doing it, like you know, in a proper vlogging channel. But I bought myself a video camera, and then I just started doing odd jobs. Um, and it was kind of just ticking over in the background for about six or seven years while I was doing other work that wasn't related to uh, to video content. And then landed a job in a factory doing animations and videos for them because they saw my um, my qualifications. Like, oh, first class in music and new media. He probably knows how to do videos and animations, etc. So I was working there for two and a half years, and then um, got the call from a uh art tutor who was wondering if i wanted to create content for her and i thought do you know what maybe it's about time let's make a go of it and then 
the, the next three years is just history. So here we are. <laughs> wow. So then, so then for you in terms of uh, in terms of gaining clients, I mean, this is a bit more what I was saying about the business sort of stuff, perhaps for the uh, for the Winter Views podcast. But in terms of in terms of landing that, because it does relate, I've. I've discovered you on LinkedIn, but obviously that's now. It's not. It wasn't. You know, what have you been doing in the past three years? Has it all been leading up to to that? You've mentioned YouTube there. In terms of some kind of content strategy as such, what's uh, what's what's been your ideas there, or what have you enjoyed seeing work and that sort of thing? Now this is a uh, <laughs> this is an interesting question because strategy didn't really come into it <laughs> for the last for the last two and a half years. I have been coasting off the generosity of my friends, family, and contacts around me. I have had such a huge amount of support from those around me. Um, I mean, obviously, I've had to put myself out there on on Facebook. I've had to, you know, set up Google Ads, all the normal stuff. But yeah. for the last two and a half years, I've been so busy with client work that I found directly through word of mouth and through recommendation that I haven't had time and I haven't been able to really go out and you know really make a go of things on on linkedin it was only yeah like maybe less than six months ago that i started to make a real concerted effort on linkedin and actually actually right, start okay. showing myself off and you know that it, it there's a, there's a there's a big thing about vanity metrics going on on linkedin these days a lot of people vanity metrics is a big statement that's chucked around um but I think to a certain extent, it's, um, you know, it inherently likes and, and, and interactions and comments and stuff. Inherently, it doesn't hold a huge amount of value in terms of getting your making leads happen. But in, in having that and in making those connections with, with new people such as yourself, David, you kind of, you, you broaden the scope of people that know about you, which is kind of all I ever re- really wanted to, uh, wanted to achieve on LinkedIn. So, uh, yeah, like for the first two years that I was that I joined the platform and that I set up my business page, this, that, the other, um, I didn't really understand the value of being a content creator on LinkedIn and not understanding the value of posting consistently because in my brain that didn't that didn't make any sense because I was like, well, I've got work now. I'll just concentrate on doing my work that I've got now. I don't have time to do LinkedIn stuff and there's no point because I've got work, but it doesn't work like that if you want to expand your business and if you want to start growing. So yeah, I, I guess my my strategy for the first two years to wrap up this ridiculously long-winded answer, that's that's one thing you'll learn about me is that I just go on forever. So yeah, same, the first two same, years, yeah. yeah, the first two years has been not much strategy, just depending on word of mouth and the generosity of my friends. And then within the last year, I've really started to turn the key and get LinkedIn content sort of blasted out on Tuesdays and Thursdays and just being as regular as possible. That's all it comes down to. Yeah, that makes sense. So so with what you've said there, I mean, there's so many um, questions that, that came to my mind. The last time that I decided to try and open up notes when I was doing a podcast on Zoom, it just totally uh, obliterated my uh, my computer. So I'm trying to keep them in my in my head from now on. So that I mean, the first thing that you mentioned was like one of the first things that you'd went and done. Um, I guess like most people, is a like just a tick box sort of exercise kind of thing is setting up the company pages and all and all the rest of it, which is obviously the you know the right thing to do. But a lot of people just set up the company page and, and leave it. But then you mentioned obviously about your personal content. So which of you, I'm assuming personal is the answer, but which of you uh, have you seen a better uh, in terms of content, in terms of connections, a better result from? personal branding or, or, or actual company branding it's 100 percent the personal branded um i mean that's where i've got a lot of my you know my my 
initial connections and initial followers on my on my personal content um i i tend to save like landmark videos and kind of the more professional side of things for the cam videography um company page so when people yeah, when people end up on Cam Videography, if they if they just some, somehow happen upon it on LinkedIn, they can go on the page and they can see like a, a document of all the projects that I've done and all of like my milestone things. So recently I released the um, the three years, three years of Cam Videography uh, sort of recap video where I was in front of the camera. It was my standard sort of, you know, content set up on the sofa downstairs, but it was much more of a yeah, retrospective of everything that brought me up to that point. So the Cam business page is more for this is exactly what cam videography does it's more of a catalog um and then my personal page is for yeah just all my personal vlogs and content like the the, the personality side of things um where i'm just talking about being camera confident and just giving advice on you know how to do content marketing and you know my perspective on things um one of the one of the main reasons i actually set up the the business page was that i listened to or I, I took part in a webinar by seed to branch i don't know if you've seen that yes. they're a marketing yeah, yeah, agency yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah they're they representative um they're the guy who's basically just in charge of their linkedin page he says the, the good thing with a business page such as seed to branch is that you don't have a limit on the amount of content that you can post so his job is literally just to post content after content after content he finds stuff that's potential to go viral he creates a few things like memes and things like that stuff that isn't even directly related to marketing it's just funny stuff that he knows will get traction and through doing that because there is an infinite amount of stuff that you can post on your on your company page you can just absolutely it's just like throwing it at the wall and seeing what sticks and it's obviously worked for them because they've had hundreds of like i think they had something like a in the first month that it was there they had a three thousand percent increase in engagement <laughs> it's like three thousand wow. percent it's insane so wow yeah wow, wow, wow. yeah so it's it's i mean it's, it's yeah. really interesting because i've i've followed those guys for quite a while and as you made the point there it's not necessarily sales related it's like the memes and the funny stuff and like the amount of stuff that I've probably shared more from their page than anything else because it's relatable. It's relatable to people making content, people in marketing in general. Um, you know, there's a lot of stuff on there, client budget, expectations versus reality, all, all those kind of just relatable, funny things when it comes to making content again. Um, they, they are probably the page that I've shared the most. And what's funny is, as, as you say, is obviously they're a marketing agency, essentially, probably not, but essentially, I would, I would probably be bigging myself up if I classed them as a competitor. <laughs> because they're obviously way way ahead and way way beyond um so I'm not trying to put myself in that same bracket but like when the when the content's there when the content's uh you know re relatable to everyone it's insane just how much again what you mentioned about people connecting within the same industry how how even that uh how that builds brand how that builds awareness and and yourself and so many other content creators that are on linkedin from what i see if 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 I, uh, I'm not available for something or I don't think that I would fit a project, someone would be better suited, someone would make a better promo video than me, then you would be, you know what I mean? You would be, well, I'd recommend Paul then. He'd be the one. He's the better suit. And it's insane long-term how, uh, you know, how, how those connections and how those things play out to, to benefit you. Not that people see it at the end of a week when they want reports and stuff like that, though. That's the, that's the, the, the one disconnect, I think, is a massive thing in content at the moment. Uh, especially in probably bigger businesses, I would have, I would have said, it's it's getting your head around the getting your head around the idea that people want to be entertained. LinkedIn isn't there to sell to you, like to sell to people. Like it may be a business network, but 
you're not supposed to be selling directly through LinkedIn. You're supposed to be building those connections and expanding your brand, but not through not through marketing. Because I, I broke it down in a in a video. I'm not sure if you saw this one, but I broke it down for like if time was money, and if you had eight minutes, you had eight minutes in your balance, and eight minutes of free time in your in your balance, and you went into LinkedIn and thought, right, I need to spend these eight minutes on you know I've got four two minute videos worth of time here. And you can have entertaining sort of videos that might be like a sketch show. You can have like a, a couple of memes or like a slideshow of memes that are entertaining and relevant to, to your interests and stuff that will stay in your mind. And then you've got like a, yeah, like a, 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 um, a podcast excerpt with a strange man in a hat that's talking about video content. Oh, watch that. And then the last one is just some so-and-so walking down the street explaining the values behind his, you know, SEO marketing agency and telling them you need to get in touch with him directly and it's like well I don't want to spend my precious free time on being sold to I want to spend it on something that's entertaining engaging and something that I might share to to my connections it's that's that's the disconnect that I had and you know it's only through seeing content creators such as ourselves and through C to branch and people who are really making waves and being successful on LinkedIn that you understand actually no this is for business this is a business platform but it's not strictly directly for business until you're at the point where you're making that conversion and you're bringing in you know the other elements like potential clients and connections that you think may be able to help you out with a project or recommending and that's how the business happens but not through direct selling absolutely 100 i don't think i've got anything to add to that because i just i completely completely agree i think one thing that you mentioned um to go back a bit against all the the notes that i try to keep in my head was uh, you mentioned about consistency um, and I think people either working in marketing um, to, to kind of bring this around to those guys, but then also self-employed freelancers, very much that mindset of, well, things are all right at the moment. We don't need to do marketing, which I think, and I'm, I'm guilty of that. You've said yourself, you were the same. It's, it's a very, another mindset thing, a very difficult thing to actually, to actually get out of. But when you try and I think, I think force of habit is, is um, you need to get yourself into that. I, just, I post every day not just for the sake of it, but or I, I create every day, I provide value, I, I, the, the content strategy needs to, um, to sit over more than a, than, a, than a couple of weeks sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I, 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 yeah, I completely agree with that point. I don't know if there's anything else you want to want to add to that side of things. Yeah, the way I, the analogy I have for it, well, the analogy I've, I've heard and I, that I kind of agree with is that um, content creation and, and LinkedIn generally and being active on LinkedIn isn't a race. It's not you're, you're ending up at an end goal it's a marathon um, that you just have to keep going at it and you understand that if you're not posting every other day whatever your content schedule whatever your self-imposed content schedule is any day that you're not posting is another day that that relay baton doesn't get passed to the next day and I'm not a competitive person but you have to almost think kind of kind of asynchronously competitive with with other people in your field you've got to think well if they're posting content and i'm not then their batons getting passed passed further along and a piece of content that they post that could blow up for them and then they've got more connections and it's it's just consistent growth i think i posted my, my first video when i started to like really make a go of this linkedin like video content posting to to every week is that um I don't know what's going to happen if I, I don't know what's going to happen when I do this, but one thing's for sure, if I don't do anything, nothing will happen. Like, 
you you may as well keep posting like you you may have your clients at the moment and you may have work coming in you may have work like in in the pipeline but for for the sake of making those future connections making that potential growth happen you need to keep posting because if you don't then nothing will nothing will ever come of it and you're kind of just wasting time sitting on the benches of LinkedIn just just watching the race watching the other people go by so yeah that's the way that's the way I think of it it's um but but it is tough like you say when when you've got work in the pipeline when your schedule's stacked up and you've got you've got so much work coming in that you that you really see no need to do it and you might not have time to do it it's not um it's it's difficult to motivate yourself and maybe you haven't got room in your brain for any more content ideas like i've i've been at a lack of um of yeah thinking of what i can post about because i see other people creating content and other people are talking about the stuff that i want to talk about and i feel like well can i really say anything in this regard or am i just going to be parroting what they've already said but despite all that you need to for the sake of self-discipline and for the sake of structure and for the sake of passing the baton to the next day you really really need to just keep creating content that's what it's all yeah, about ab- absolutely it's a it's a really interesting um point that you've made there about about Tuesdays and Thursdays, anybody can have obviously, obviously their own their own schedule and, and whatever it is, whether it is every day, whether you're going to even just stick to to two days a week, as you've mentioned there. I think probably the main thing is is setting because um, very easy to watch Gary V and 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 I adore Gary V. Disc, like massive disclaimer there, absolutely adore Gary V. But it's very easy to watch him or hear him say post nine hundred thousand times a day and think right, that's what I've got to do. Whereas yeah. You know, I, I, yourself. I mean, there's so many other great content creators that are on on LinkedIn. I've seen you. Um, I found you actually through Jack Gaysford commenting on your one of your posts, and I think it was That's the, where a lot the, of people the, came from. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> really, a lot of people came from Jack's yeah, yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we got we'll, that was I'll a big Jack up in a sec. So, yeah, that, like the, I, that, the, I won't the, say that that was a tactical placement of him in my video, but when he commented, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. got him. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. The, the you look at like even to use Jack as an example, um, I think you know post post once a day, um, maybe maybe two twice a day if um, if he's productive or, or, or whatever or feeling or maybe by some sort of strategy wants to post twice on a Friday or whatever it might be. You compare that and there's always the argument of like quality versus quantity and all that sort of stuff and and, and everybody's going to have their own opinions on that. Again, Gary V, hundred times a day or whatever it might be. I think finding what's right for you uh, in a in a way where you can keep your content consistent in the amount that you post, but also the level of, of production value and all that sort of stuff. I'm trying to, to add a little bit more to mine because I very much did have the approach of, well, I should just post more. So it was like just with a video on a phone. And in the last couple of ones, I've tried to throw in a couple of titles or um, obviously B-rolls, just a, a, a sort of given to, to add any kind of value and stuff like that. But um, So I'm actually trying to now think and actually script videos a little bit more other than just throw a phone up or throw the camera up and then and just rant a load of a load of shite, really. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I think so. I think that's I think that's been an interesting one. Is there a, a thought for you along those lines in terms of like a two days a week, Tuesday, Friday, uh, Tuesday, Thursday thing, or are you looking to try and do a bit more? What's your What's your thoughts behind that? I think my I'm I'm currently caught in a battle where I mean Tuesdays and Thursdays I've got never got any problem with that. Like I sometimes um, 
I sometimes catch myself off guard thinking, Christ, it's Wednesday and I haven't filmed anything for tomorrow. And then I'm kind of rushing to get something done quick time. Um, I'm trying to be a little bit less rigid with, you know, setting up the, the sofa downstairs because, I mean, it's quite... It's quite an over-the-top setup just to perform, just to do social media media content for, for LinkedIn that will disappear within 48 hours. But I'm, yeah, like I say, I'm also a big believer in the, the consistency for my quality side of things. Um, I think that comes from, that does come from the fact that I'm a videographer and because I'm, because I'm putting myself out there as a videographer, I want the video to look high quality. I want it to look good just naturally. So that obviously does take some time to set up. Um, I think there's definitely some ways that I could go towards streamlining it. I mean, something, a setup like this is is absolutely fine. And this is literally just me setting up the camera and the mic. And then I might be able to get like a neon sign in the background because neon signs yeah. are the rage these days. Yeah, uh, oh, 100%. Uh, that's the first thing. When I mentioned about the gaming thing before, before I started, that's the first thing that's on the purchase list. <laughs> before anything else is a neon sign, big affinity gaming thing up the top there. Uh, but yeah, sorry. Uh, as big as possible it, to just completely run down the electricity bill. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's there's certainly ways to go for me in terms of consistency that aren't on my video content days. So I've got Tuesdays and Thursdays, Thursdays for video content. But then because I'm I'm doing work around that because it's kind of a fast and loose schedule with like how I do work and you know like committing myself to this many hours in a day where I'll edit this video and then I've got to follow up with clients and then I've got to go out and meet this person. It's all a bit up in the air. Whereas if I actually had um, where I could space out some time in the calendar. So today I'm going to create posts. I'm going to create a couple of memes. I'm going to create a, a post, like a text-based post with a couple of emojis in it, this, that, the other. Then that would go a long way towards, you know, streamlining my content upload schedule. There's also um, there's also apps like, I think you know, Duck Soup is the one where you can basically just um, skim information from the LinkedIn pages you visit. There's another one. Is it called Hello Edgar? I don't know. But there's a there's a, a website where you essentially load content into a bin and then it'll automatically post a type of content every single day for you. So you don't even have to worry about posting it on LinkedIn. It'll just do it. And then if you don't have anything new, it'll slightly reword the titles of things and then post them for you. And it's kind of like an automated LinkedIn content management system. And it's obviously it's a paid um, it's a paid service. But when I get some time, I think that's certainly worth looking into. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to I'm going to stick with two videos per week because that seems to be working and I don't have much time to do other videos. Um, but it's um, yeah, it's it's certainly something that requires discipline. Yeah, a hundred percent. I think those platforms and things that you mentioned are, are quite an, an interesting one. I think the trap that some people probably fall into that uh, or would probably fall into with that um, is the is is a la like a laziness aspect sort of thing. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I've, I've never really heard of much. Um, I mean, funny enough, actually, we mentioned Gary Vee. I think someone had, had mentioned a, a, on one of his podcasts, um, taken from a keynote, there was someone had mentioned a platform that was similar to that, kind of an automatic posting thing based on the blogs and stuff that you write. It would pull quotes and stuff so that's an interesting one I, I would quite actually like to, to have a look at that so i can't comment too much i just think people would be um i think the the, the initial um a, a batch of people that would be signing up to that would maybe be a kind of take social media off our hands sort of thing so that would be that would be interesting that 
Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'll, I'll see if I could track down the name of it. I, I can't remember if I got that right. I know that the mascot's like a little octopus icon, and it sort of sets everything yeah. out for you. But I'll, I'll have a chat with them. It's a guy called, called Darren Graham who got me onto it. He just um, he owns yeah. a SEO marketing company in Macclesfield, where I'm from. So, yeah, he uh, got me onto it. But I'll uh, yeah, I'll see if I can track it down. <laughs> I, I'll have to have a little look. That could be um, yeah, it could be worth having a look at. Um, so as I mentioned, I'm a little cheapskate and have the free version yeah, of Zoom. Yeah, looking at the timer on eight minutes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, is it, do you see the timer as well? Do you? Oh, right. Okay. Well. Um, so yeah, with, uh, with with me having a a, a makeshift setup between between a computer and phone, there's three of us on here. Um, so in any case, yeah. So uh, eight eight minutes left, but we'll 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 wrap things up. I think with because um, like I say, I don't want to take up too much of your time anyway, but wrap things up with um, a kind of maybe a, maybe a top three if you have them to hand of uh, of kind of tips to, to improve in content sort of thing, whether that's certain types of cameras, maybe it's lighting, audio, that sort of thing. Um, I think that would be quite cool. I'm sure you've done videos or, or kind of talked about this. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I don't want to put you, I don't want to put you on the spot, but you, you have a better setup than me, so you're off to a better start to begin with. Well, there we go, yeah. Well, I'll, uh, I'll, so I'm not I'll putting you under too much pressure. I'll talk to the sort of the general crowd of people who may not be, you know, videographers and might not have just a DSLR lying around the house like I do. <laughs> but um, if you're, yeah, if you're interested in getting more video content created um, and doing it to a, you know, a, a, a production standard where people scroll past and think, oh, actually, that looks quite visually pleasing because that's a huge part of it. You can't just like whatever value your content has in terms of your speaking, your like comedy, your entertainment, your information, your value inherently that you're providing, it is always negatively impacted by a video that doesn't look the part. That's just a fact of life and doesn't sound the part. So the big ways to get around that there's three things. There's the actual equipment you're using, there's lighting and there's sound. So the equipment you're using, it has to be nothing more fancy than this. These things, phones, are really, really capable that they nearly put videographers out of a job. Feature length films are filmed on, on smartphones these days, or a couple of them have been, and they've done very, very well. The latest Samsung Galaxy S20 live event was streamed on massive camera rigs and phones put into the front of those camera rigs. It was streamed through the phones because they believed so much in the video quality of their smartphone cameras. So step one, get the camera on your phone, out of your pocket, and there you go. There's, there's all the kit you, that you need in terms of you know getting the visuals. Step two is lighting. Now you can get something like a softbox light. I've got one here, but they're massive and cumbersome and you know they cost a lot of money and it costs a lot to, uh, it takes a lot of time to set up and put down. A really good solution is a light ring. Um, you can actually get light ring tripods where it has the light ring itself, the light ring LED, and then it's got a tripod clip that sits the phone in the middle of it. And it provides a really nice universal light around your face and just lights you perfectly. And it also dims the background because the light is focused on your face. It'll dim the background and it'll give some real separation, some real depth in your shot. And if you get it framed nicely, symmetrical, symmetry is the content is what is what did I put say the other day? Symmetry is the bread of your content sandwich, <laughs> something like that. Yes, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it, yeah, it just yeah, it holds. Yeah, symmetry is the bread in your content sandwich. It holds everything together. So lighting and framing, that's another part of it. And the third thing is sound. Now, to be fair, 
microphones in these phones are actually very, very good, particularly in the new iPhones. They worked a lot on the directional uh, pickup pattern of the microphones on, on iPhones because vlogging is such a huge thing. But if you find that your audio quality is bad compared to the video, that also has a bit of a disconnecting effect when you're um, presenting your content to people online. And bad sound, even if it's good video, if it's good video, the bad sound will almost sound worse <laughs> because you're yeah. comparing it to what yeah. the video looks like. A hundred percent. So there's a guy called that I follow on YouTube called um, Park uh, Wahlbeck. He has the full-time filmmaker course, um, and and the point that he makes is audio is half the viewing experience. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and I and I couldn't I couldn't agree more. There's nothing worse than horrible windy, uh, you know, microphones catching wind, the wind and all that sort of stuff. It's horrendous. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely it's horrendous. Awful. So the um, so the way around that for if you're filming on your phone, there are things called lavalier microphones or lav mics um, that are basically plug-in mics. You can get them for any kind of port. You can get them USB-C, 3.5 mil headphone jack, RIP because hardly any phone has it these days, or obviously <laughs> yeah. your iPhone Lightning connector. Um, you've got all these attachments available, and it's just a long microphone that essentially just clips on like a like a broadcast microphone essentially. And then one, if you're walking around outside. You can stick a little windsock on it, or like a—they're called dead cats in the industry. They're basically just like a fuzzy thing that just deadens any wind that's impacting the microphone. And then with that long cable as well, you can stick your phone anywhere in the room, and you'll sound exactly the same. So it's not a huge step up in terms of quality, but you can get ones for maybe about thirty quid. And if you're up and about, if you're doing mobile content, if you're doing dynamic moving around a room for any reason. Um, or if you're a fitness instructor, for example, and you're sort of demoing how to do certain techniques, then that's a really inexpensive and really lightweight solution to leveling up your audio. So you've got the equipment, you've got the lighting, and you've got the audio all in one. They're my recommended uh, setup tips for uh, creating your own content. And beyond that, and beyond that, I'll just I'll just give one bonus piece of piece of advice. It's not a piece of equipment, but become camera confident. And the only way you can become camera confident is by making videos. Even if you don't upload the videos, the wonder of making videos is that you don't have to share them with anyone. You can practice getting confident in front of the camera and just learning how to be at peace with the fact that you're not talking to anyone, you're just talking to a piece of equipment. And that goes a long, long way towards helping you have the confidence to post yourself out there because I think that's half the battle as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, much to your point, because we're, we're running low on to two minutes, so I'm going to wrap things up, but much to your point about other people making videos before you, that was one that was on my list of how to, to be, become a little bit more presentable, a bit more comfortable on camera. Uh, you have beat me to that. You have beat me to that, so I'll tell people to go and watch your video. Uh, and with that, if you want to give uh, your social links, handles, um, and all that sort of stuff, and then we'll, uh, we'll wrap it up. Yep, sure. So yeah, I'm just you follow me on LinkedIn, Paul Paul Milliken. Um, you can go to my website, canvideography.com, to check out my portfolio of my best work. It's not my only work, but it's my best work. Um, <laughs> and yeah, follow my um, follow my company page on LinkedIn to see all the latest projects that I've been taking care of. I'm not really on anything else. You can find me on link on uh, Facebook actually, but I'm not really active on Twitter. Um, yeah, and Instagram obviously is just canvideography. So you can uh, see what I've been up to. It's more photography on there though for some reason because videos are easier, videos are a bit more difficult to do on Instagram I find. So, but yeah, that's, um, that's pretty much it. 
Makes sense. Well, Paul, thank you very much uh, for your time. I'll give you a call after this, if that's all right, because I want to um, chat about some some probably boring client stuff, but we'll 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 wrap the podcast up uh, for now. So, uh, appreciate my uh, my one listener listening listening in and uh, and watching on YouTube. Um, like, comment, share, subscribe, all that good stuff, and uh, I shall see you in the next video.